Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com. Up Next on your podcast devices. What is, what is Google Play, Stitcher. iTunes. iTunes, um, and, and uh, uh, that's it. That's oh, it. Yeah, I think that's it. Right. Oh, Spotify. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, Spotify. Yeah. Do we have people... Uh, show, us, show us if you're listening to us on Spotify. Give us a little screen cap or something. Uh, Davey. It's Thursday morning. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm a little hungover. Yeah. And I'm trying to fight through it and pretend. Yeah, you had a night. Uh, last minute, uh, a friend of mine I used to work with at uh, the Fight Network, actually, he was like, hey, uh, do you like this artist named Joji? And I was like, well, yeah, how do you know? He's like, I saw you post him about him uh, on Twitter a few times. You're, you're a fan, I'm assuming. I'm like, yeah. He's like, uh, I work for a social media thing. Uh we're, present, we're promoting a show tonight. Uh, you, I have a plus one. Do you want to come? And I was like, yeah. I couldn't. It was sold out. So uh, I rush home from work, come home, quickly change, roll out, get there. We get there for free. His boss is like, hey, you guys want to like watch from like the side of the stage? It's like, okay. So then we go. And I watched uh, Joji. I recommend everyone listening to Joji. He's like this uh, Japanese... American dude, he used to be like a YouTuber, and then he took all his money from YouTubing. I was like, I don't really want to do YouTube, I want to be a singer, I want to be, make music. So he did that. I recommend checking out his album. Um, that's what we're going to do with all our podcast money. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll gonna, release an album? Yeah, you'll open a bar, and, yeah. I'll, and I'll work on a, a music studio, make an album. Sweet, That's yeah. what we'll do when we make it big, right? Um, so it was really fun, and then the guy's like, hey, you want drink tickets? And drink tickets are always a bad idea on a weekday night. Uh, mm. So free drinks... And backstage at Joji, um, and he was he was cool. He's a cool show. There was a lot of my friend who happens to hook this up for me. 
he has a doppelganger who is also another famous Asian artist. Okay. This guy named Rich Chiga, or he changed his name to Rich Brian. This means nothing to you. Okay, no. But but <laughs> this guy, it looks exactly like right. this guy. Like everywhere he goes on Twitter, people say he looks like him. So everyone thought it was him. So people were coming up to us like, no one was asking for pictures, but people were eyeing us and right. thinking we were famous because we're now hanging out Backstage. In the VIP section <laughs> on the stage, and we look like we're famous, even though we're kind of not. So it was a fun, it was a fun, interesting night. And then I ended up getting faux somewhere, pho, if you will. Um, Where did you a, get it from? Of, obviously, faux pastel. Of course. Oh, nice. Was you, Okada there? Of course. Nice. Little pink-haired Okada. Yeah. Yeah. The flamboyant little pink-haired Okada works at faux pastel. Did, did he ask about me? No, he did. He did uh, bat his eyes at me a few times. Right, so you, better, okay. you know he's he's moved on from you. Handsome man, he, handsome man. He does call you a handsome man. Uh, he he's great. Um, he also was eating McDonald's while oh. a while on the job. It okay. was great. He was like enjoying his his junior chicken. Right. So you know when people were enjoying their pho at like three thirty four in the morning, he was eating his McDonald's. Nice. Uh, so I had quite a night. And you um, went to Penny's as well. Some karaoke yeah. in there, yeah. Uh, sang What's some... the goblin there? Goblin? The gremlin. The gremlin. Uh, no, the, the gremlin was not there. And did you sing? I sang uh, I sang Teenage Dirtbag okay. by Weedus. Yeah. It's a and hard song to do. Yeah, I, I got, I'm pretty good at it now. I, I, can, right. I know how to use my vocal range. Um, and then I sang a second song, but I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know if I remember what I sang the second <laughs> time. <laughs> It must have been good. It was good. I got the bar wrong. Oh, uh, I touched myself by divine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You've done that before. Yeah. So uh, yeah, my favorite bit is to ask the whole crowd, like, "Hey, uh, does anyone here touch themselves?" And like, a few people will be like, "Woo!" And then I'll be like, "Okay, cool." Okay. Everyone else is it's a liar. A liar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then usually the bar gives me a nice pop, in more ways than one. Uh, so that's what I did last night nice. on a weekday. Um, I I just feel super fresh. I had I'm I had a horrible. I'm... Two weeks straight of work, and yeah, you were a machine. I was dead, and then I had two days off in a row, which was very nice. So I, I treated myself to some PJ Clucks, which it's like a just opened thing. down the road. It's right. the best fried chicken in Toronto. Best and fried chicken. I'm not like a big fried chicken guy, but this tastes great. Um, and I, I put it on my Instagram and. Rodney, who listens to us, uh, was like, is it better than Popeye's? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is better than Popeye's. Yeah, um, I, don't, I had KFC once in the States, and I'll never have KFC ever again. It's like, tainted me. The only thing I would get is like... Coleslaw. The pop, oh, I hate coleslaw. It's like the popcorn chicken, or maybe sure. like one of the chicken wraps. Well, I like Chick-fil-A in the States. We don't have that here. No. So we need to get... Because the Chick-fil-A, like the sauce, is bomb. We need to get that. Um... But we could go to a Chick-fil-A when we're in the U.S. Because we have booked our WrestleMania trip. We booked, yeah. You heard last week. People people have been messaging going, yo, what the fuck was Ernie about? Um, the Airbnb. Is your Airbnb okay? Are you sorted? Because, uh, yeah, there was some drama during the show last week. True, I got true. an email from Ernie uh, saying... You, you can't, you, you use can't ever use Airbnb again, and so, we'll know if you're pretending to be someone else, and we'll know everything. So this is okay. a reverse. Everyone's wondering. Minutes later, he's like, "Oh no, guys, you're good. My bad." <laughs> um, so yeah, we've got that. We've got the flights booked. Um, yeah, I'm going in. On, we, I'm going to New York on a Wednesday night. You're going in on the Friday. Friday, yeah. 
Friday morning. I'm um, hanging out with Daniel, Jonah, and uh, Matt. Um, we're going to go to DDT. I might go to Shikara, judging on if I want to either go to Shikara or meet you and go to Stardust Diner on Friday in New York City. Yeah. I'm yeah, thinking, I'm thinking Stardust Diner. <laughs> to be honest, I, I always find, um, I always find these wrestling trips, there's too like, much wrestling. There's too much wrestling and it's, it's great. It feels like a festival, which is awesome. There's mm-hmm. so much to choose from, but the difference is a festival is contained within sure. a few stages or whatever. Whereas, especially in New York, it's so Indeed. spread out and, and I don't want to be the whole time cause you're also going to probably be hung over as well. Just What's being never? like, uh. Oh, we've got to trek over to this side of New York and that side. So I'm keeping it to just the WWE shows and Madden Square Garden. MSG. MSG. Um, but I've not got tickets to anything yet. Right. Uh, so we got to do that too. Yeah, I think we'll do day off because prices are insane right now. Right. Um, I think one. I think my friend will help us out with uh, Madison Square Garden, but we also get, we do got to buy our tickets for all these other yeah. shows. So we do got to do that. Um and while we're on the subject of trips, uh, this will be my last up next for a few weeks. Yes. Because uh, I'm going to the motherland. I am I am going home. This time next week, I will be home. You'll be sipping tea with 21 Savage. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Is that is that what you call my dad? <laughs> um, you're going to the UK yeah. for two weeks, but you're, you're going to miss three episodes. Yeah, I've, just the way it fell, I'm going to be flying out. Wednesday night, arriving Thursday morning. My girlfriend arrives Thursday morning, and then I fly back Thursday morning. So it's I could try and make it work, but it's going to be just easier if I take a back seat for a, a few weeks, um, which is exciting because it means you're going to have a rotation of guests. Yes. So uh, I believe John is going to join me for. Oh, one don't week. spoil it. Oh. <laughs> okay. But. Well, well, next week is... I, I think I should say next week, because next week is Valentine's Day. And you see, you you have a a girlfriend. Mm. And you're going on a trip with, uh, essentially. Um, but, you know, Valentine's Day sucks for people who aren't in relationships. Mm. And, uh, I, well, actually, it's just a made-up vacation. Uh, a vacation. Holiday, sorry. Uh, so next week, I'll be joined by Scrump. And we'll do a Valentine's up next together. Very nice. Yeah, Very it'll be, sweet. It'll be great. Uh, Scrump, just so you know, I don't put out on the first date. So <laughs> <laughs> you're looking to make a joke and don't say anything, you bastard, <laughs> you asshole. Um, so yeah, so you're going to the UK for a little while, and then you're going to come back, and then for yeah. a few months we're going to, to WrestleMania in New York. So you got a lot of traveling. Going yeah, on. I'm. I'm. I don't know how I'm affording all this, but. I, I mean, I'm not, but that's what credit cards are for, baby. Yeah, you tell um, me about it. Yeah, so I've got a few things planned in in the UK. I'm going, uh, I'm going to see the uh, West End production of Aladdin. Wow. Uh, with my mum and brother, uh, with my yeah, my mum and brother, which I'm very excited about. I haven't seen a, a show in the West End for years now. Um, I am going to progress at. Um, at the Electric Ballroom on the 24th. Cool, so, so if anyone's going. If you're going, uh, hit me up. I'll, I imagine, I think I we normally pre-drink at the World's End beforehand. So There you go, buy the ladder shot. Um, but yeah, it looks, uh, looks like a Are great Are you doing NXT so as well? I am not doing NXT. Yeah. Um, 
I'm dragging my girlfriend to progress. I can't drag her to more than that. Right, and right. She, she's still saying she's not going. She's going. I've bought her a ticket. She's going. <laughs> um, she telling me your girlfriend doesn't want to go to watch pro wrestling? Well, she's going to get uh, Chris Ridgway against Volta wow. for the Progress Championship in the main event. And we also have uh, Travis Banks versus Jordan Devlin. The match we were denied oh, from Progress Blackpool is going to be at Progress. Oh, and, awesome. And... Travis put out a cheeky tweet uh, either this morning or last night saying, oh, Finn Balor's coming back to progress and showed the graphic of him and Devlin. Nice. Um, so yeah, well, looking forward to that. And then I'm doing the uh, Harry Potter Studios tour, um, which I'm very excited about. Wimgardia Leviosa. Exactly. Is that right? Exactly. You right. pretend you don't know your Harry Potter. You I do. don't know. You know your Harry Potter. Um, so yeah, that's very exciting. Um, you get to... Like go in the great hall, drink some butterbeer, fly a broom, see all the special effects. It sounds pretty awesome. It's yeah, it's the studios where they filmed. And... Will Twenty One Savage be there? Um, he might be in um, Azkaban. Azkaban. Yeah. Ah, that's the the wizard jail. That's thing, the wizard right? jail. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. But yeah, if you're if you're going to progress, let me know. Um, will be uh, great to meet some of you. All right. Um, but as I had a couple of days off, I did manage to watch. A lot of wrestling. Some wrestling. Um, I know a, f- a few people were a bit upset we didn't talk about Worlds Collide in our halftime yeah. show. You know what, though? The WWE told me that it wasn't very important. <laughs> right. <laughs> because I watched all their programming last week. I watched TakeOver. I watched mm. the Royal Rumble. watched Monday Night Raw. There what? A little blip for it? So it doesn't really... Yeah, it, I watched it yesterday. Uh, it felt I like enjoyed, it was, it felt like it was lazy. Show. Um, but they, the style they did the show was, it was a lot of recaps as well, yeah. with just a few, a few matches. I yeah. think the tournament's a great idea. It was such a good idea. Um, I, I liked seeing, um, You know they wanted to call it War of the Worlds, but they couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> so they called it Worlds Collide. I liked seeing, uh, Humberto Carrillo. Yeah, uh, true. Get a win. Um, I, I think he's fantastic. Um, but yeah, it was, it was fun. Um, and obviously the, the... Like aftermath was addressed on this NXT episode, this yeah. week. I also watched NXT UK, which was uh, which was fine. A bit of a like I wouldn't say any fantastic matches to write home about uh, right. this week in UK, but I did go back and watch Two Hundred Five Live, which had an excellent match and uh, possibly my match of the of the week. Um, what, what was the match of the week? Um, so. I'll do a very quick 205 and 205. It better be 205. It will be under 205, I Whoa, promise. okay. Um, so we start with Mike Kanellis versus Brian Kendrick. Um, the commentary team keep on harping on about how Kanellis keeps on losing, uh, similar to the um, Kurt, Hawkins Kurt Hawkins gimmick going on. Um, Maria gets in the way outside, helping her man. Kendrick tries sliced bread on the outside, um, but gets hit with a back body drop. Um, Canellis hits a brain buster for a two count. Canellis is dominating the whole match. Kendrick manages to get the captain's hook locked in, but Canellis gets the ropes. Uh, there's a super kick from Kendrick for a two. A uh, super kick from Canellis, uh, followed by a modified Michinoku driver for oh, a two I, count. I did see the this like Michinoku driver. Oh, that, driver. that was later on. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this looked nice as well. Uh, Canellis just starts attacking with elbows to the jaw of Kendrick. Uh, there's repeated boots to the side of the face of Kendrick, and then out of nowhere, uh, slice bread, uh, number two for the three count, and Kendrick wins. 
So that was your match of the week. No. Um, we then have an Arya Davari promo. Obviously, Hideo Itami has now left the company. Yeah. Um, and the match last week, uh, Hideo lost and Davari just beats him up after. And he was saying he was there for Itami time after time again and he could never get it done. He keeps talking about respect. Well, he's lost all respect for oh. Hideo Itami. Uh, this was a pretty good promo, actually. I'm not particularly... Keen on Divari, but right. he can talk. He's yeah. he's a good promo. Uh, we then get promo from uh, all four men who are in the number one contenders match for uh, for elimination chamber. So we had a Leo Rush promo, um, a Tazawa promo where Kendrick's pretty much doing the talking with for him. Ah, ah. Uh, Tazawa looks all serious and then does like a cheesy grin at the end, right. uh, which is his thing. Um, there's a Humberto Carrillo promo and then Cedric Alexander. We are shown footage of Tony Nese beating down on Noam Dar in the parking lot. Um, and Wrestling in parking lots. Oh, just don't drive. Like, if you're a wrestler, don't go through the parking lot. Yeah. Um, and Drake Maverick has indefinitely suspended Tony Nese for this attack. Oh. Um, we never figured out who attacked Hideo Itami. No, and we never will. It was Kevin Owens. Yeah. Um, Noam Dar goes uh, to see Drake Maverick and says, look, I've been cleared by the doctors. I'm ready to go. I want Nice next week. Maverick's like, no, I suspended him. Oh. This is for the better. Like, people can't be doing this. And he's like, well, I either settle it in the ring or I'm going to settle it somewhere else. And he's like, all right, I'll give you the match. No DQ next week. Damn. Um, then we have the Fatal 4-Way match. Uh, Alexander has new gear. He's now in, like, long tights rather right. than the short ones. With like comic style bang, zap, pow, all over He's grown it. up. He's grown up. Um, it starts off with the three of them just outnumbering uh, Rush. Just sure. taking on him, but his quickness evades him all. The match is so crazy fast. We have a suicide dive from Tazawa to Rush. A sunset flip into a German between Tazawa, Alexander and Carrillo. So one does the sunset flip and kind of throws him into the other who catches them into a suplex which looked cool um Carrillo tap uh, kicks out of a satellite DDT uh Rush and Tazawa have a nice little exchange Rush goes for the final hour but Tazawa moves out the way and then Cedric catches him with a Lombard check and eliminates Rush um and this is like oh it's an elimination match <laughs> um uh Carrillo is so much fun to watch uh Alexander throws him up and he catches Tazawa into like a really nice looking arm drag there's a standing moonsault for a two count. Disaster kick to Tazawa from Carrillo. Alexander goes for his springboard clothesline, but lands awkwardly. Like, his right knee seems to give out. This kind of looked legit, but he seemed fine after oh. it. Hmm. Um, Carrillo walks the ropes and goes for possibly a top rope arm drag or Spanish fly, but gets pushed off. Uh, and Tazawa follows this up with the senton for the three count. So Carrillo is out. We then have Cedric Alexander versus Tazawa. And they both just like kill each other. Kill each other with super stiff forearms. Uh, Tazawa goes for an octopus stretch, but can't quite get the arm locked in. Uh, so just flips around and applies it to the other arm instead. This looked really cool. They both catch each other to a big boot. They both go for a strike, but both defend by putting their arms up. And as Alexander drops his arms, Tazawa just gives him a stiff jab. It's similar to the bop and bang spot. Um, Alexander goes for the neuralizer and hits his like handspring. 
but as he's coming back, he gets caught into a German suplex. This will look really oh, cool. Oh, that sounds crazy. Um, the crowd are actually pretty hot for this. For a 205 crowd, they're really good. Um, Alexander slams Tozawa's back to the apron. There's then this crazy-looking Michinoku driver, yeah, which is probably this. the gif you saw. I saw it gift everywhere. Oh, it looked great. If yeah. you haven't seen this yet, look at this Michinoku driver. He sort of just throws him up and catches the, him. he goes flying. Um... Alexander goes for the Lombard check, but Tozawa does everything he can to get out of it. Fighting on the top of his shoulders, he's like climbing back up, just not letting him hit it. Then he hits a spike reverse Rana, which looked deadly. Um, then lands his top rope so sent on for the win. Ooh. This match was crazy. Uh, go and check out this match. It's about 15 minutes, I'd say. And two or five seconds. It's crazy fast. <laughs> um, and then we see Buddy Murphy, who congratulates Tozawa uh. on the screen, but says... I'm not going to be looking past you. I'm going to be looking through you to my spot at WrestleMania where I cement myself as the greatest cruiserweight champion of all time. He should go all the way to WrestleMania. Uh, I think he will. Um, this match was great. Check it out. What's the WrestleMania match for 205 Live? Some multi-man ladder chaos pre-show thing probably, which is unfortunate. Yeah, but... I, I don't know. I think it's got to be Murphy defending. Of course. Um, there's still been no word, as far as I'm aware, of um, gone blank on his name, Kushida, um, coming whoa, in. There's, whoa, There's not been any whoa. further development, Imagine? as far as I'm aware. God damn, um, okay. I forgot about that. I think the the title should be defended at WrestleMania, and I think it'll be a great match, whatever they yeah. choose to no, do. No, I love Buddy Murphy, so I want to see that. I want to see him in the spot there. Uh, that sounds wild. The, yeah. the, cr crazy uh, the crazy cruiserweight matches are like... Sleeper hits. People yeah. forget to watch them. Uh, we had a sleeper hit on this show, I'd say. It was There was a banger on this one. Uh, let's go and talk about some NXT. Cause I'm just a teenage dirtbag, baby. Yeah, I'm just a teenage dirtbag, baby. Listen to Iron Maiden, baby. NXT from February 6, 2019, Full Sail University, Johnny Gargano, his music hits, he starts off the show, he comes down to the ring looking smug as ever, he is singing along to his theme song, I know you think it's a bop. Uh, it's great, great song. It's, it's great. Uh, he, he has a title now, he's a champion, so a lot of people have Johnny takeover signs, Johnny wrestling signs. But there's someone with a Johnny Champion sign, so he holds it up and does his cheeky prick smile. These, these were clearly handed out because everyone had these yeah. Johnny Champion signs, which I found odd considering. He's do they to... want him to be a heel? Yeah, it's, we're still in this weird gray it's area. Gray area, here. yeah. Uh, he grabs the microphone in the middle of the ring. The crowd is hot for him. He says, "Not only did Johnny take over win, he also debuted in the Royal Rumble." He says, uh, "Johnny Gargano." It's great to be champion. And the crowd says, you deserve it. And he's like, you're right. We deserved it. We are finally validated. Johnny Wrestling is back. Yeah, Johnny Champion. I like, I like that. It's got a nice ring to it. And then Champa's music hits. It doesn't give him much time here. So Champa comes out and they stare each other down. Champa's on the ramp. He says, you followed orders well. He says, you followed along perfectly. Now we own the world. This was our dream when we were driving town to town trying to make it in this world. 
And finally, that side-by-side -side shot at the TakeOver Phoenix, it's, it was our moment. This is our moment. And Johnny gets a little mad and says, no, 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 this is not our moment. The only reason I stood beside you at TakeOver Phoenix was to look at you and prove that Gargano doesn't need Champa, Which is interesting, because you just stood beside him and posed. You didn't really... But he won it on his own. Right, right. Yeah. So, he says that he doesn't need Champa, and that is when Velveteen Dreams music hits. The winner of the Worlds Collide tournament. He comes out, he says, hmm, this is cute. DIY, champions once again. We have... Gollum with his precious Goldie and Johnny Badass. He says, you two were trying to steal the show, but I stole the show, and all Dream had to do was show up. See, I was busy winning the World's Collide Tournament, and the Dream earned himself a championship opportunity. So guess who the Dream chooses? And he looks at Champa, and he looks back at Gargano, and he says, whoa, 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 Champa, back up. You're not who the dream chooses. I see your, the look in your eyes. I see your lust for the dream. But the dream is over you. The dream doesn't want you. The dream wants you. And he points to Johnny Gargano. He goes in the ring. They start squaring off here. They stare at each other. Gargano says, listen, dream, while you were sitting watching TakeOver, I was in the match of the year again. And the next day, I was in the Royal Rumble in front of 40,000 plus fans. I'm on top of the world and I'm feeling a little dangerous. I win. So now uh, in a few weeks, we're going to be getting Johnny Gargano versus Velveteen Dream for the North American Championship. Velveteen Dream says, will, I be, will the Dream be facing Johnny Champion or Johnny Jackass? Mm. Gargano walks up the ramp, stands beside Champa for a little bit. And then walks off. I found this segment a little odd, to be honest. Yeah. Just I'm I'm unsure right now the direction I'm with so Gargano unsure. because as I said, these these signs, like I've I've been at these events where they've they've handed out these signs sure. to have. So and it's a babyface thing, everyone to have these uh Johnny Champion signs. Also his if you had just tuned into this week and haven't watched for oh, six wow. months Gargano's promo to start with was pure babyface, and there was less of his smugness, like the whole "we deserve it" and all sure, that. And sure, yeah. you from from context, you're aware that he's just a bit of a dick right now. I kind of thought this was anticlimactic because he he Champa comes out here, so they already are like Gargano gets interrupted by Champa, and he kind of shuts him down. So it's like, well, well, let's. It's like dangling a carrot of DIY, right? Like, oh, they're gonna get back together. But he says, "I didn't need you to win." But it's like, okay, but then why are we? Then why are we still toying with this? I'm just. I think are we, like, are we starting to go to the turn? Are they trying to just already? build him back already? Yeah. Is it is it gonna be just a gradual thing or just a as quick as his heel turn, just a snapshot? I guess. Um, I did. I don't know if you noticed, but I'm pretty sure I win is Champa's thing. He's he's definitely said that before, right? Um, in in like those video packages, and he's like, "I win," and the end of the fairy tale, "I win," or, right. or whatever. So 
that was Gargano using. That also Champa feels like it's from words. some movie, like someone. Yeah, says, I, I'm pretty sure Champa yeah. said it though. So yeah. that's that's very much deliberate. So, I feel. So Gargano says, "I don't need you," but is slowly turning into Champa. Mm. Is what the story is, I guess. Yeah, I I'm looking <clears throat> forward to the match. I think that would be great. Of course, I'm just, and I'm still I I trust it. It's just right I trust now. It, I just it, it, it felt the most babyface reaction he's had for a while. I'd say. It just felt like... And we also mentioned when he won the title, they sold it as a baby face getting that big victory. They did. They did. Morrow called it, like you said, Daniel Bryan kind of style. Mm. So, yeah, I just thought it was like, well, well, wait, you're teasing me with the DIY. Like, they should beat up Dream or something. I don't know. Like, at first, also, I was thinking, why why would you not want to challenge for the main title? You yeah. can challenge for any title on any brand. Because he already did it and he lost. <laughs> yeah, so there is that, which makes him look a bit weak. But then I'm thinking, but this North American title has felt important from the sure, beginning. Yeah, yeah. Which a lot of secondary titles don't. So I also kind of like that. It makes sense. Dream has beaten Gargano, Gargano. before. And um, and he ha- he lost against Champa, so you maybe should go for that one. But yeah, I, I found this... It didn't quite hit a home run for me. This no, week. I, I thought it was a little off. I thought it was a little off. But I, I still trust all of these guys. They're still the top. Yeah. Um, it shows a clip of a parking lot again. No one's being attacked, as far as we know. And it is Drew Gulak... He announced that he's here at NXT to see what it's all about. And he's walking through the parking lot. He's going to have a match later tonight. We go to Jackson Riker with the Forgotten Sons. Your favorite. (laughs) Our listeners' favorite. Everyone's favorite. Sorry, who are we talking about? Uh, We're talking about Mansoor. Now, did you recognize this guy? (laughs) No. Okay, so this... It was very interesting to me. Who is Mansoor? He was in the Greatest Royal Rumble in the segment with the Davaris. Okay. They announced these four yeah. Saudi Arabian yeah, yeah. Uh, signees, like yeah, people yeah. starting at the Performance Center. And this guy really shone because his like his promo was oh, actually right. really, really oh, good. Oh, right. That's right. The others seemed very bland. Yeah. This guy really stood out. Right. Why did they not mention it? Oh, maybe because it's in Saudi yeah, Arabia. No, I noticed this because... It was very... Uh, Mauro Ronaldo says... This is how Mauro describes him. This is how Mauro described Mansoor. The Middle Eastern native. The Middle Eastern native. He didn't say where exactly where he's mm. from. He said the Middle Eastern. And I, I instantly thought he's probably from there and they don't want to say it. Because... Say there wasn't all that controversy surrounding it, you'd say, "Look at this, this guy! Yeah, yeah. This guy embarrassed two veterans in the Davari brothers right. at the Greatest Royal Rumble back in March or whenever it was." Um, it was just interesting to me that they didn't mention this at all. Um, he opened a lot of eyes in the Performance Center, is what he says. And but like, pretty okay. much as as soon as I wrote this, this match was over. Yeah, we just talked more about him than this match actually went, because uh, obviously men's were. Beats Jackson Riker, and Jackson Riker was never seen again, yeah. forgotten. Uh, and that is not what happens. The match starts, there's a knee strike, there's a mid air spear, and the sit out choke spine buster thing from Jackson Riker, and he pins Mansoor. After the match, he hits another choke slam spine buster thing, and they all pose off, and they go, oh, we're forgotten sons. Oh. I, I'm gonna rename Forgotten Sons Daddy Issues. 
That's what they're now called. Okay. So I don't forget them. Because <laughs> it looks like they all do. Why are they all mad? But you tend to like girls with daddy issues. So yes, I, why, I do. Why would yes, you I like do. these guys? Maybe they're going to grow on me. Um, okay. I just... This doesn't... This is not something I want to see. This is like... Why, why is this... It's not even the fact that they're showing up once in a while. I'll, they're I'll showing some, up... Yeah. I'll give some credit to Riker. I think as a... Big man, a lot of his moves do look pretty cool. He, like, caught him with a spear uh, yeah, in the match. Okay. And, like, I think for squashes, he's pretty fun to watch. But with the other two and yeah. just the whole gimmick, it yeah. it doesn't work. And I'm fed up of seeing big men growling and roaring. Yeah, and why, are you, why are they growling? They're why all you like... Roaring? You're, uh, you're still a human being. Uh, like, uh, stop fucking roaring. Uh, yeah. I'm like, guys, what do you... Like, you're forgotten sons. What the fuck does this mean? You're bikers, so you're... Give up, Mansoor. It's like, God, what the fuck? Uh, it's great. No. Uh, I, I want to see less of them. I feel like I see them every week now. Yeah. Like, cut it out. Cut it out. Uh, Ricochet. He's backstage. He's uh, getting a photo shoot done. He has to get his new renders updated because he's not champion anymore. <laughs> and it's Kathy Kelly interviewing Adam Cole, even though Ricochet's kind of in the back back shot there and Adam Cole is with Undisputed Era and he says that uh, Ricochet is a one trick pony and Adam Cole is just one step away from becoming once again the North American champion because it's his title baby and Ricochet hears this and he comes over he says one trick pony what does that mean he goes hey you are at the back of the line of the North American championship you lost back of the line bud that championship has my name on it he goes hmm the last time i remember is i beat you for that title so why don't you go one on one with the one and only next week and we can figure out where who stands in this line and he goes i look forward to it let's go boys so it seems like the no rematch clause from the main roster has gone down to nxt Great. Great. You got to fight for your titles. Yeah. You got to fight for your titles. Uh, Undisputed Air was very um, back to the future bully vibes. Biff Tannen's oh, like yeah. sidekicks here. They were totally that in this specific because he's like, let's go, boys. Poor Bobby wasn't even in Yeah, Bobby was there. Well, he's, he was shining up the 2018 Superstar Awards. Yeah, off camera, though. <laughs> he needs he needs pointers from, you know, the girls in like boxing and UFC events who always have to be on camera. Like, always be seen. <laughs> Poor know Bob. what the frame is. Get Poor in Bob. there, Bobby. Bobby was a forgotten yeah, son. Yeah, he was. <laughs> Robbie, just ask what the frame is and, and get in it. <laughs> know your sight lines. <laughs> uh, he says it doesn't matter uh, what happens with Undisputed Era. Your boy's coming back for his title. Your boy. It's your boy. Uh, Drew Gulak comes down to the ring. Drew Gulak is here to, to clean up NXT. Is what Morrow says. He says, I talked to him today and this is why he's here. He's he's a, you know, wrestling, I don't even know, a connoisseur of every kind of submission, stretch, all this stuff. He's here to clean up NXT and he's here to fight Eric Bugenhagen. This was fucking amazing. This guy <laughs> comes out. Is it, am I saying his name right? Eric? I think so, Bugenhagen. Eric Bugenhagen. Bugenhagen does. <laughs> Now I'm going to keep saying, thinking that. 
this guy is uh, rocking Rocky Road all over. He comes out like Tanahashi. He starts air guitar on fucking acid. <laughs> <laughs> Tanahashi on acid is Eric Bugenhagen. He's air guitaring, and his music is like like I don't know, like Van Halen or something. And he's like, and he goes, yeah, and he hits the like high the note. darkness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he does like the high notes. And he comes into the ring, and his entrance is still playing, and Gulak's just standing there like, what the fuck is going on? And this guy starts air drumming, starts playing air piano. I love the air piano on the <laughs> right. The air piano like, so that, If I was a wrestler, I'm stealing that. <laughs> he starts playing the air, air piano, and the, and the ref is like, what the fuck? So then the match starts, and Gulak starts like side-wrestling him, like side-wrestling slams, like trying to do all the, the wrestling stuff. And this guy actually has some, definitely some wrestling background yeah. as well, this uh, Eric Bugenhagen. But uh, he's no match for Drew Gulak. Um, there's like a quick suplex, snap suplex. Gulak goes for an abdominal stretch on this guy. And Eric Bugenhagen turns it into his own abdominal stretch. And if you know the move, like the guy's torso is like, like that, so he starts air guitaring over the it's similar like Biggie will spank you and yeah, gyrate yeah, like yeah. he's playing the air guitar. Tahanahashi has done it too, I believe, and he air guitars and goes yeah, <laughs> and hits the high note again. Um, this is pisses Drew Gulak off. He hits this like exploder suplex, kind of like is he called the Gulak Plex? Uh, it looked cool. Um, there's a huge Bugenhagen chant, but it doesn't help him out because Gulak locks in the Gulak. The nasty-looking dragon sleeper. I'm a huge fan of the move. And Eric Bugenhagen hits the high notes, but also hits the road because he taps out to Drew Gulak here. I would say, I mean, this isn't... Your new favorite wrestler? <laughs> Best this isn't something talent. that could last forever, but if you're if you're an enhancement talent, make a statement like this. Like, he, he took his five minutes, his opportunity, and made it count, I think, because... We're going to remember this guy at the end of the year. I don't think this Whereas, is the last we're seeing I don't, this guy. I, think, I don't think he's going to be a regular, but I think we'll see him occasionally. You're forgetting something. H Humberto Carrillo is gone. Yeah. Our other guy, isn't he gone too? Yeah. Uh, Raul Mendoza? No, I think is he's Mendoza still around. Is Mendoza still around? I think Mendoza's still around. Well, Eric Bugenhagen is definitely the new runner for oh. enhancement talents. You know, like, so. This was great, I thought. It's stupid, but he went 150% yeah. in with it. Um, I can't do the high notes. Ah! Whoa, yeah. damn. Um, you <laughs> could be this morning. gimmick. You yeah. could be his tag team partner. Uh, so this was very great. A few years down the line, Eric Bugenhagen, WrestleMania main event, Barry Gibb walking him to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't do it. Can't do the high notes. I, I was doing the high notes from uh, Teenage Dirtbag. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, alcohol was a factor. Uh, maybe I thought I was hitting the high notes. Just like Drew Gulak thought, it was over here. He grabs a microphone. He says, I'm from 205 Live, and I'm the best. And I come to NXT, and you give me that? You feed me Ben Stiller from Dodgeball? <laughs> is what he calls him. <laughs> the crowd goes nuts for that line. Gulak says, listen... I'm calling out anyone in the back for a real competition. Step to me and get stretched. And the Full Sail crowd already had a suspicion of who may answer 
this open challenge now. Bro. Matt Riddle comes out. He says, bro. He says, get out of that ring and leave NXT if you don't like it. Or I'll come down there and I'll tap you out of it, bro. Gulak says, why don't you take those flip-flops off and make my day? <laughs> so instantly, Matt Riddle jumps, kicks the flip-flops into the crowd and comes down to the ring. Gulak is now wrestling a second match. It is now Drew Gulak versus Matt Riddle from out of nowhere. And holy shit, this is great. Um, there's submissions and reversals right off the bat. There's like a series of Matt wrestling, chain, chains everywhere, arm bars. They're like slapping each other. They're like really doing the real wrestling thing, mm. like two wrestlers here. They talk about Riddle being, you know, the MMA background in the UFC. And they talk about how Gulak is like literally a submission machine here like he can do everything and he's doing it here there's like so many little things i don't watch enough of drew gulak i forgot how good drew he's gulak great. is he's really good um there's there's like he does this uh corner forearm thing and gulak basically counters it and drop kicks him there's a senton by riddle uh there's a series of strikes they eventually stop just submission wrestling and start hitting each other which is cool um there's this double arm lock from the back from Drew Gulak where he locks both arms both shoulders of Matt Riddle it looked so painful and he like double I don't even know what you would call this and he locks it and Riddle Riddle doesn't tap out and he kind of gets out of it eventually and Riddle's selling it like he his wrists are like injured he's he's really good at actually selling underrated uh, is Riddle in the acting department because he's like oh like I guess he knows what it actually feels like. Yeah. So he's like, this is what I would do. Um, there's a snap suplex by Gulak. Um, he goes for a second, but Riddle counters it into like a snap fisherman buster. Hits the roundhouse kicks on Gulak. Uh, Gulak locks in like some other crazy submission. And this is where this crazy spot where Matt Riddle deadlift powerbombs Gulak. So hard on the mat. It's like a splat. Instantly ro rotates Gulak's body to make him on his knees and hits him with like a V-trigger kind of knee right to the dome. Covers him in like the, a strange slower fashion. So only gets a two count. But then quickly gets up. Hits him with a series of elbows. And Gulak taps out to the bro mission. The Philadelphia stretcher just got stretched is what Moral Ronaldo says. Um, this was a low-key banger. This was great. I love, I love good submission wrestling. Yes. Um, the commentary were really good here at selling Gulak because he were. He plays it. He played a goofball for a while on yeah. two hundred five and not more, here. And then, and then got a bit more serious. But he's still in a heel role. So they often on two hundred five are like, well, treating him like a heel. Right. Uh, here they treated him like the great wrestler he is. Uh, I think it was Nigel said something about. Look how calm Gulak looks while he was in a hold. He knows what parts of the body will hurt and what doesn't. So I like that because you're going, oh yeah. And then he just slips out and grabs another part. And Yeah, he was, was so good at that, yeah. It was great. And then it, it took Riddle to kind of realise this guy is, wrestling-wise, is at my equal. And it took him to start the strikes right. to be like, this is how I'm going to win. And then... And now he has those elbows that he introduced with, uh, with Ono, which is, that's his like final gear. Okay, finish it. Yep. 
Um, this was awesome. Uh, yeah, this was crazy. This I, was so good. I also liked the... It was like a whole story in the episode. It's like self-contained yeah. little thing. Because it has a clip of, hey, Drew Gulak's... I think they did announce that he was coming t- this week, I, I, if I'm not mistaken. Like, maybe on their socials. But uh, it's like, hey, he's here. Oh, what's he going to do? And I'd love has, to see more of him. And then, he has a, and then he has a match with that Eric uh, Bugenhagen. And that was funny. That was cool. And then he, he has this match. And it was like, this was a cool little... I don't know. It, it was well put together. Yeah. I, I'll give I'll give a, a shout out to whoever thought this through for this episode because it, it made sense. Like an open challenge is also always fun. Yeah. And so he's great. They ended with the handshake. Oh, do, right. Do you Sorry. know what the meaning is of holding your own wrist for the handshake? Because they both did it. Like, and that you, we, I don't normally see that in wrestling. They normally just do the open hand. But Gulak offered his hand and held his wrist. And then Riddle shook it and held his wrist as well. Hmm. I don't know if it's a like an amateur wrestling thing or Maybe. an MMA thing or what. Um, if you know. do know the meaning, uh, please tweet me at Davy Portman. It's the uh, code of honor. Yeah, it's it was something. It was obviously some kind of tradition. Right, we're gonna start of doing that now. Or something. Yeah. All right. So anybody who meets us in uh, Brooklyn for WrestleMania weekend, that's how you have to greet me. Yeah. You have to greet me with the uh... <laughs> and a shot would be nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> or <good>. a bit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so after the match, Riddle is like there celebrating in the ring, posing, and Gulak c- comes right to him. Sh- they shake hands, and they have a quick exchange of words, actually. It looked like mm. they had a little bit of a respect thing. Riddle's kind of like, like we, we, we had a little banger there. We had mm. a little great little thing. Thank you. Uh, I loved this whole thing. I thought this was so good. And uh, shout out Eric Bugenhagen. Yeah. But no, go watch Gulak versus Matt Riddle, because that was... Pretty cool. I would like to see more of this guy. Because they made him seem like he was a beast, too. Yeah. They didn't make him seem they, like they a They treated joke. him with respect. They acted like this guy this is was like dangerous. This was Dean Malenko or something like that. And like, I got that vibe yeah. instantly. And I was like, this is cool, actually. I prefer that. I like his uh, PowerPoint stuff. It's funny. I think he's really smart. They, they've gone away. Yeah. I mean, he's still, he's still, I want to clean up 205. And he's a bit more of a serious ca- character. But I wouldn't say he was. he's this character. Yeah, yeah. He needs to be. In two weeks, it is Dream versus Gargano. I think I said three weeks earlier, but it's in two weeks. Dream versus Gargano for the North American Championship. We now go to our main event, which is the Sky Pirates, Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane versus and Bianca Belair, Kyrie, Io, and Bianca versus the Horsewomen. Three of them: Shayna Baszler, Marina Shafir, and Jessamine Duke. Uh, Shafir is still wearing the face mask, mm-hmm. and Belair has some amazing tights here. It's Black History Month, and did you notice what her gear had? It was like ama- this was so. This looked like it costed a lot of money. Like, well, this was I, some I main roster. What was it? This was some main roster quality gear. It had uh, like Martin Luther King on it. Had Michael Jackson on it. Oh, like, okay. Like and and Morrow mentioned it. Like oh look at their, their the gear here. The Black History Month. I think it maybe Percy as well. Um, it looked so cool. It was like black and white, but it had like red in it. It, uh, it was so cool. I thought this was great. Way better than some of the gear Bianca's had before. And I swear she gets new gear every time we watch it. She her. does. I, I wasn't a fan of her denim. <clears throat> no, me neither. Um, I liked her gear for TakeOver. Yeah, um, yeah. She, she is. She's in different gear every week. It's cool. Because her gear is undefeated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Air does this like... Handspring and a few flips early on to, to try to one-up Shayna Baszler. But Shayna is unimpressed and does the Samoa Joe thing where she just 
you're doing something cool, I'm walking it off. I'm yeah. walking, and she tags in uh, someone else. She's like, nah. Duke gets in um, and starts going off. Kyrie gets the tag in, and Bianca gorilla presses Kyrie, which lets Kyrie hit an elbow onto Jasmine Duke, which looked really cool Just here. Cool, yeah, cool double team. Uh, Kyrie then chops, uh, Shafir tags in, and Kyrie chops her chest, and it sounds so loud, and the crowd was like, whoa. Uh, Shafir was not looking, was for, not ready for it. For a little lady, she strikes hard. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, I, I wrote down that I thought these these two are, are still very green, and it shows. Well, Jasmine Duke wasn't really in the match at all. Uh, it was it was all Marina and uh, Shayna. Yeah. Uh, Jasmine, she did a breakup. And I think she did an elbow to the back or a kick to the back. And that was it for her, for the whole match. Yeah, and then, like, the, the story here is they keep all three of them are, are working on Kyrie. They go back and they're working on Kyrie. Uh, Shafir does tag back in, hits a judo throw on Kyrie. Uh, Io comes in, finally fights off the, the horsewomen, hits a meteora on two on Shayna in one corner and Duke in the other. Uh, there's the 619 to Shayna, then a springboard drop kick into the ring. Again, only a two count. Kyrie tags in and Kyrie goes sicko mode. Kyrie goes Super Saiyan. She's like, ah! I know that you loved this. <laughs> <laughs> She's screaming, getting fired up. Hits a crazy elbow drop on Shayna Baszler in the middle of the ring, but it's broken up. The pin is broken up by Shafir. Bianca tags in and hits the KOD on Shayna Baszler, but that is also broken up. Kyrie goes up top and hits a crazy crossbody off the top to the outside on Duke and Shafir, which allows Io Shirai to tag in, and she hits the moonsault onto Shayna Baszler and pins her. Io Shirai has pinned the NXT Women's Champion, and all three girls there now are like, we won, and Bianca Belair has this really strange look on her face, like, hey, I should have been the one to pin Shayna Baszler. And she's not sure if she wants to celebrate with the Sky Pirates. And, and Kyrie takes her hair and whips it for her. She, uh, ooh, Bianca looked genuinely pissed there. She's like, get off my hair. Yeah, this was a, hilarious. I laughed out loud at this. You don't this. touch a girl's hair. You don't touch no. a girl's weave. She's just like, yay. And, uh, no, no, no. Give that back. Uh, so the Sky Pirates and Bianca, they, they go over the, the three horsewomen and Shayna. So clearly this will go down the line storyline wise. Does Io get a women's title shot? Yeah, I was, I mean, I think that's where they should go. I'm wondering if maybe a four way or something as well, because mm -hmm. you've, you've planted that dissension between, uh, like Bianca and the other two. Right. And, and they sell it on, uh, on commentary. They're going... Io Shirai and Kairi Zane are the only two to have pinfall victories over Shayna Baszler. Um, yeah, this this was fun. I think um, Marina is definitely the better of the two. She's still yes. pretty limited, but I right. think what she did was fine this week. As I said, I don't know if Jasmine was fighting with an injury or whether they just don't trust her to do much because right, she did like, nothing. I don't, I don't necessarily hate them. It's just like... There's a huge difference in watching this match than, like, the last match we just watched. Oh, yeah. And, like, this is going to sound like I'm a terrible person, but, like, watching um, Shafir and Duke, it made me realize, like, that it looked very fake. 
Like, sure. It looked yeah. very, I agree. very choreographed. Which is to be expected because they they haven't been there long, and I know, no, yeah, yeah. I know they have plans for the four of them. Like it's something they want to do. Yeah. So you've got to get them. So out there. I want them to get better because I think that could work. I'm I'm not super invested in a four horsewomen, four horsewomen thing. Neither. I'm kind of kind of over it. Yeah. I, I never was super into it, but I feel like. I'm, if I was, I'm done. There's with it a now. lot of things you have to do to make it. Yeah, happen. and will that be worth it? Probably yeah. not. Um, so I just thought that this—they just looked a little like out of place here, especially with Kyrie and Io Shirai. It, yeah, it just—they looked night and day oh, between completely. those two. I, I want these these two to get better though. Yeah, sure. especially working matches like this. Maybe they will, but you're right. You didn't see a lot of Duke in this match. She, oh, she did nothing at all. Yeah, uh, Kyrie selling is great. I think her as <gasps> as the baby facing peril. She's she's so good at that. Although I was mad at her during her entrance. She gave a pirate hat to Izzy. Come on, hasn't Izzy got enough? She's at every show. She's had Bailey's headbands, her Bailey buddies. I think she's got Becky's goggles. Come on, wow. Share the love. Don't always give your shit to Izzy. Imagine you got the, the Becky goggles on. Then you got the Bailey hair tie. What is it? Like the headband and the armbands and the ribbons. And, and then you got the Kyrie hat. Izzy's just got it going on. Come on. It's like three years now. Just give something. Four years. People... Give someone else stuff. I want that pirate hat. <laughs> you Everton, one. Everton fan in the front row might want that pirate hat. Yeah, Come yeah, Come on. Yeah. Share why, it around. Why don't, you, why don't you just buy one? Oh, I will. For Mania. I will. So you're dressing up as Kyrie Sane for WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people want me to dress up as Io Shirai. Yeah. I am not going to dress up like Io Shirai. But if anyone can... At the Bray D. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if anyone can find me and send me Okada pants, I'll <laughs> gladly wear that at MSG in New York City. What, the, the long ones? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, the balloons? So then I go... Uh, and I take them <laughs> off, and then everyone loses their shit. <laughs> no, instead what will happen is, sir, you've got to leave. <laughs> you, got, you just took your pants off in Madison Square Garden. you got to get out of here. Uh, I want Okada pants. Okay. Because I, I like the fact that everyone cheered when he took them off. Yes. Yeah. So when, when I get the chance to do that, you're damn right I'm doing that. <laughs> so someone, someone send me Okada pants. That's what I want. Start a GoFundMe Patreon for... Braden getting Okada pants. Uh, let's go to some feedback. Forum.postwrestling.com is where we post it every Wednesday night when we do the show Thursdays. Um, we go to Nohas. He says, hey guys, I have to say that I pleasantly enjoyed tonight's NXT and I have a few thoughts. First off, I saw today that Jackson Riker is easily the best part of the Forgotten Sons. And that's a lame stable. I loved Bugenhagen, and I'm assuming by the reaction he got, he will be back. Shout out to Gulak and Matt Riddle going out there and having what was Gulak's best match in months and Riddle's best match in the WWE so far. The more I see Gulak in scenarios out of 205, like the World's Collide Tournament, is the more I think he should beat off 205. I think 205 as a show is fantastic, but Gulak, Canellis, and so don't belong there. And they can thrive in NXT or even SmackDown. You have to at least try some flippy shit sometimes in 205. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, that main event was... It was like watching on times two speed right. on 205. And I think that's what the whole show should be. Right, I like and that too. Sure, you're, you're under 205 pounds, but I think if you're more of this style, it lends itself so much better to NXT. 
He says, uh, not much to say about Marina and Jessamine. I wish they would just have developed individually before being thrown together with Shayna because I don't know anything about them or their movesets. Or, and I think the please tag Shayna chants say it all. Oh, yeah, I didn't mention that the crowd did not like them either. Oh, they, please they tag were, Shayna. Yeah. They wanted Shayna in the match instead of them. He says, uh, I thought it was noticeable how fluid Bianca was in the ring this week. I love seeing her improve week after week. Have a great week, guys. We go to Josh from Southampton in the UK. Are you ready for it? What? Long time first time. Oh, long time first time. Go, go, go. From where? Southampton, UK. Yeah. Wow. Not the best episode, but fun nonetheless. The highlights was the Bugenhagen fella, <laughs> uh, though my eardrums could have not done with that hideous screaming. <laughs> His energy and charisma reminded me of Ellsworth's debut. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like, if you're going to have a be a jobber and maybe you're one opportunity... Fucking grasp it, sure. and he did. Yeah. Um, also, why do Full Sail give the horsewomen such a hard time? Sure, they, like their attire, are very green, uh, but fans seem to forget that NXT is supposed to be developmental. I know. Anyways, keep up the great work, uh, chaps. Long time first time. Uh, we go to Mystery. Hey, guys, a few things. I still don't care about the Forgotten Sons. Bugenhagen is my new favorite enhancement talent, and I saw the tweet NXT sent out where he came out for an encore after the Gulak Riddle oh, match. Oh, nice. That's funny. <laughs> he came out and did his high notes again. It right. is on their Instagram, uh, their Twitter. And he also says, It seems like Bianca was not too pleased with Io getting the pinfall. Maybe I'm in the minority, but I think it'll lead into a mini feud. Bianca is better as a heel anyways. Where Io wins the right to challenge Shayna at TakeOver New York, that being said, it felt like EO came across as a bit patronizing at times tonight in a good character developed kind of way. And it feels like there's something sinister lurking below that smile of hers whenever she comes out. Whoa. I mean, that's what you should be doing in a TV match, setting up all these little stories. And it's it's great. It was subtle, but we've got some direction now. A, a heel EO Shirai? A heel Kyrie Zayden sounds like the greatest thing in the world. She'll be like, what, Blackbeard? Like a dark pirate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, um, oh, oh, stop. Stevie D here. I apologise for calling you Brandon two weeks ago <laughs> after TakeOver, Brayden. I blame the margaritas. Me too. For the most part, I enjoyed this episode of NXT. The opening with Johnny, Dream and Champa was heated and gives Gargano something to do before the inevitable Champa match. The Forgotten Sons are kind of growing on me, but mostly just because of Jackson Riker being a straight savage but I can't get over how Cutler and Blake look like two younger brothers trying to hype up their old brother on the playground before all their matches. Yeah. God, was that Gulak match with Riddle hard hitting. I loved how it started so technical and turned more violent as the match went on. I swear Riddle was trying to do the Brock Lesnar gift face from the Royal Rumble. Not much to say about the main event, except I laughed out loud when I heard the crowd say, tag in Shayna. Seems like Eo and Belair might feud to see who faces Shayna for the title. Yeah, um, no one can do the Brock Lesnar face no. uh, quite like Brock. Um, but uh, yeah, Jackson Riker and Cutler and Blake. Cutler and Blake do look like the two little like, yeah, yeah, get them there. Yeah. Get them, get them. Uh, except they growl. <laughs> <laughs> Jalen from Pickering. Mr. Bugenhagen, I get it. It's fun. But this is not Japan and you're not Tanahashi. I hope you enjoy opening house shows because that's the ceiling I'm seeing. Ooh, damn. Says Mr. Gulak, thanking thank you for having a great match with Riddle, but more importantly, thank you for mentioning one of the greatest the greatest comedies of the two thousands, Dodgeball. Have you ever seen Dodgeball? I have. Is it one of the greatest comedies of the two thousands? I'd say so. Yeah, I'd say it's definitely up there. It's a bold move, Cotton. <laughs> See if it pays off. Uh, I saw it in theaters. 
<laughs> On a negative note, I found the crowd disrespectful and annoying during the main event. This isn't a takeover. NXT is still developmental. True. Yeah. Yeah, but to an to to a degree, like to a level, and I just watching these two, even I'm like, oh, there's you can tell it just looked so like fake. It looked like not a wrestling match I'm used to watching. And yeah, it's developmental, but it's still TV. It's still on TV. We have David George from Manila. Great episode of NXT, but not the best from the standards. That Bugenhagen guy really gives me the attention, especially the weird scream. Also, he looks like Freddie Mercury and Ravishing Rick Rude mashup. Anyways, thumbs up to him. I'm very surprised to see Drew Gulak competing in the NXT ring, not once, but twice. I just hope his card push will remain the same until he becomes a champion soon. Forgotten Sons, who the heaven cares? It looks like Bianca will lead to a quick angle with Shirai in the coming days. Interesting. Can't wait to see Cole versus Ricochet next week. I hope this will be a be- best match. Question. Will be will Mauro be called up in the main roster soon? No, he's been quite outspoken. Like He's so busy with all his other commitments. He likes the NXT gig. This is his baby. Yeah, and I like him here. So. Yeah. Uh, verdict, 7.8 out of 10. Thanks, and more power for both of you, my pals. Power. Uh, PJ River... As a big Gulag fan, I was really pleased to see him in NXT. He's charismatic, good on the mic, he has a good character, he's a good wrestler, knowledgeable, and he's a nice fella. He says, I loved his match with Riddle. I would have preferred a PowerPoint presentation in between the two matches. (laughs) And we have Lee Miles. Are you ready for it once again? Long time first time! Long time first time! Long time first time! Thought this was a good show. Started off a bit weak with a Johnny promo whose character just gets on my nerves these days, but Dream saved it and followed by a Forgotten Sun squash. After that, things picked up. Great to see Gulak in full sail. Bugenhagen has a very fun gimmick and a great look. Riddle and Drew had a unique style of match you rarely, if ever, see in WWE, mm-hmm. and the main event was solid with Duke and Shafir gradually improving. Seems like EO is the next challenger, mostly because she was stood on the top rope yelling, I am the next challenger at the end. Yeah, yeah, that would suggest that. Uh, Davey, I am going to be at the next Progress show in Camden. I'll try and find you and say hi, but I have no idea what you look like, so I'll be listening out for someone who sounds like you. Or you can just follow me on Instagram and Twitter and you'll see my face. He's a handsome man. Just look for the handsome man. (laughs) Uh, Just look for a Liam Hemsworth knockoff. (laughs) Shit Liam Hemsworth. Um... (laughs) Yeah, just uh, hit me up on social media. I'd love to see uh, meet listeners. It'd be great. Yes, and that's it. That's it. That's all the feedback. Um, postwrestling.com is where you can find us. Go listen to our review of the Inbetweeners movie. It is hilarious, and there's a lot of strange British words that are used. Um, and go check out Halftime Heat. Shout out to everyone who listened to uh, both those shows. Uh, we had a lot of fun talking about football because we had no idea what the fuck we were talking about. <laughs> and uh, and somehow people thought it would uh, be a great lesson. So shout out to everyone who listened to that. Um, what else do we have to say? Uh, I'm going to be away for a few weeks, so I'll be back in March. What am I going to do in this in the BDE when you're away? <laughs> <laughs> Same stuff you usually do, I'm imagining. Um, less Mario Kart. I assume. I'll just play Mario Kart with other people. I'm, I'm giving Mario... Oh, it will have to be N64. Because the Switch is going back. Damn it. Um, yeah, so we'll be back in March. Uh, we'll be doing our next movie review in March, which I'd like to announce the name of our next movie. Um, you were talking about the Kenny Omega 
film you saw the other week. Well, no, Kenny Omega talks about it. Talk, he's not in it. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, Kenny Omega talked, told me, not told me, told, uh, he told a story on, I saw it on YouTube in an interview where he talks about Keanu Reeves, meeting Keanu Reeves in a Tokyo airport. Right. And he talks about Man of Tai Chi. So I watched this movie and it's fucking insane. I recommend it. And I tell you about it. So I thought, hey, let's not review that film, but let's review a film that sounds similar, that is a favourite of mine, that I'm aware you haven't seen. And it is The Raid. Uh, we're staying in 2011, which was our last movie oh. review with The Inbetweeners. The Raid, colon, Redemption, or I'm going to butcher the original title, but it's Serbian Mount, something like that. Nice, it's, it. It's a high-octane martial it's arts... just a martial arts fight movie. ...fight movie, uh, directed by a Welsh guy. Um <laughs> It's it's fantastic. So I've heard a lot about it. I've seen clips of it. It's a, it's a huge people love this movie. Yeah, yeah, it's really really good. So that will be our next movie review. I'll be back in a few weeks. You'll have some beautiful guests joining you. Yes. So up next will still be up every Thursday in in the weeks coming. So be sure to check out that and uh, and uh, give us some recommendations on uh, on New York and Brooklyn. I want to uh, to. To maybe do some sort of a meetup before takeover or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure it out. So uh, follow myself on Twitter and Instagram at the Bray D. And I am at Davy Portman. And uh, thank you for listening. Goodbye and be safe. Ahoy! Ladies and gentlemen, back by popular demand, an encore performance. From Eric Bugenhagen! Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO. Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone.